How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is your host, Rob Force of Shut Up and Grind. So today we're going to be talking about feeling alone, feeling lost, feeling unsupported. And we're going to dive deep into that topic, especially with the pandemic happening. Lots of jobs were lost. Lives were lost. You know, loved ones, people aren't able to connect with their loved ones if they're in a nursing home or in the hospital, not being able to have funerals. So, like, there was a lot of things that were thrown at us in the last year. And sometimes people have a lot going on and they bury it inside. And when you bury it inside, it can lead to devastating consequences. So the guest I brought on today, we're going we're gonna to dive deep into that topic. We're going to talk about some resources for, for you to have support and to be able to speak to someone. My daughter's on. Hi, Olivia. Right. But first, you know, I got to uh, get the word out about the grind gear. So, again, we got hoodies. We got sweatshirts. We got tank tops. We got face masks. We got all that good stuff. And that's at shutupandgrindgear.com. Okay, shutupandgrindgear.com to help support the show. You can also support financially by going to shutupandgrind.me slash support. But plans as low as $1 per month. So I always forget to take that one off. Boom, there we go. And also, um, especially with today, we're going to be talking about being heard. So you guys know I have a free Facebook group, Speak About Yourself Out Loud. And that helps you take things that you have within you and it helps you verbalize it into powerful stories that can either help yourself heal or you can help someone else heal who's going through stuff with your stories right so again my guest today is the creator of needtobeheard.com and it gives you a private confidential and emotionally supportive listening environment Sometimes you just need to talk to someone who is really interested in what you have to say. You know, we all have that one person in our life that we try to talk to, and you can just tell that they're not into it. (laughs) So this addresses that. Everyone deserves to have an outlet for self-expression with no judgment. It's a basic human need. So here to have to join in the conversation is Mr. Mark Stern. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I am well. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to share your knowledge and expertise with us. Absolutely. My pleasure to be here, sir. First of all, before we start, I love your swag. That is so cool. <laughs> really. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. So where, where are you from? Uh, well, I'm born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Right? And I currently live in New Jersey, which is a change, but it's been about 20 something years now. And, uh, you know, I, I went to the school of hard knocks and I've learned a lot about life and a lot about people and uh, decided that the pandemic forced us all to learn different ways of relating to each other and ways to give back. Okay. Yeah. I was actually born in Far Rockaway. Were you? Yeah. The rest of my siblings were born in Brooklyn. Then there was, there was an apartment fire. And then when my mom was pregnant with me, so I ended up being born in Far Rockaway. Cool. But I remember absolutely nothing about it because we moved to Rhode Island when I was two and a half. <laughs> so, I hear you. All right. So if you could if you could pick one word to describe you, what would that one word be? Uh, at this moment, caffeinated would be a good word. <laughs> caffeinated. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, if you really want to describe me in one word, I guess the word would be communicative. Okay. Uh, I can think of other words, empathetic. Musical. I'm a musician. I'm a guitar player. Uh, creative. Um, napping. I love napping. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of words to describe one person. So it's very difficult to pull one word. Yeah, of course, it's difficult. That's why I ask it. <laughs> we, we don't ask the easy questions here. <laughs> well, uh, got to go. <laughs> it's like I actually spoke on someone else's show uh, earlier, actually late last week. And she asked that question, you know, describe yourself in one, one word. And very quickly, I said Brazilian, you know, so it's like typically the first one that comes out of your mouth. Like that's usually the one, the one that is number one on your list. Mm -hmm. Usually, usually. So, all right. So just give me a quick summary of your backstory. Like if someone was to say, who is Mark Stern? How would you answer that? Uh, you know, it's a great question. And another very difficult question to answer. I am someone who grew up being under the impression that I was going to be a professional guitar player. Okay. Um, I went to school and ended up being in rock and roll bands as a teen, doing pretty well. Uh, eventually had a family and a corporate job and uh, never stopped being musical. That's just my thing. And learned along the way that the truest friends you have are the ones that you can really communicate with on a deep level. Yeah. And I always felt that there was going to be an opportunity in my life to give back. And now that we have what we have in the, the global community, I, and along with my partner, Tara Gray, decided to form Need to Be Heard, which allows people to have an outlet that they need. It's, it's a therapy alternative. It's not a full-blown medical therapy. We don't diagnose you, but we do offer a, a private and empathetic conversation. So going back to who I am, that is who I am. I'm the person that hopefully you would want to speak with when you have a need to be heard. Yeah, and I feel everyone at some point has that need. You know, so like when I was going through looking for for guests and I came across you and I, and I was like this this is perfect cuz anyone anywhere at some point has something that they want to discuss. Absolutely. So. And, and it's more than just wanting to discuss. It's more having an open forum, right? Yeah. Having your time, having the ability to express yourself without someone looking at you and going, hmm, I don't know if that's a good idea, <laughs> right? So it, it really is just about communication it, at its root level. And, right. you know, in my opinion, that is what the internet should be used as. It's a communication tool. 
and you know we should be using it to connect with each other but mostly a lot of people use it just to argue with strangers and look at pictures of cats yes <laughs> it's so true <laughs> yeah and now and now it's turning into a political tool also but that's another subject for another episode so all right so you said you went to the school of hard knocks so what was life like growing up in brooklyn well i grew up in a, a very urban brooklyn and uh you know there were kids that were getting into trouble, kids that have since passed away. What a cool noise. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and of course, my microphone's right here, so I couldn't even hide that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, you know, I grew up very unsupervised, and I grew up finding my own way. And I guess that's what I mean by school of hard knocks, is you put yourself in situations that if you don't extricate yourself from, be it physically or mentally or emotionally, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, so true. So how, how did you keep, keep yourself from going down a dark path? I always had an inner sense of limits and understanding what would benefit me and what would really be stupid. And that's not to say that I didn't do stupid things. I mean, yeah. who did as a yeah, teenager? I think, I think we all did. Right, right. Um, but for me, it was more an understanding that I had a, a larger calling and I didn't want to allow myself to travel down the paths that so many of my cohorts did. And at that time, what was that larger calling? Like, what, what were you feeling then? Well, it was musical at that time. Uh, you know, I'm a, a guitar player, songwriter, producer, and I always felt that I would be able to connect with people through my music. And although that did happen quite a bit, it didn't happen enough for me to be able to support myself. So, uh, you know, I did get the corporate job and I was in corporate for 25 or so years. And I'm an entrepreneurial spirit by nature. I've formed a number of different businesses and, um, you know, with varying levels of success. And now that I'm involved with Need to Be Heard, I really feel ultimately that this is my calling, is someone who can be a connector, someone who can give back and provide the necessary forums because we have an epidemic of loneliness in this country yes. and all over the world, frankly. And the pandemic sucks, obviously. We've all been affected by it. But the, the result of the pandemic in so many different ways has been a loneliness for so many people who are either shut-ins or sick or, you know, just disconnected from loved ones. And, uh, you know, you need an outlet. Everyone needs an outlet. Agreed. All right. So you said at a young age, you had, you had a larger calling and that's, that was how you kept yourself from living the street life there in the urban part of Brooklyn. So you're in your corporate job now. And so you're still not at that larger calling where you wanted to do something with music. So what was life like as you were, you were working in that corporate job? Well, I was still playing music, lot, lots of music. Okay. Uh, you know, I was a gun for hire. I played in different bands. I did lots of gigs. So I kept my sanity. Okay. Well, that's a relative term. I kept my <laughs> insanity uh, by playing music and having a family and staying grounded. Okay. All right. Love it. So now, what made you leave the corporate job? Uh, <laughs> there was a 
middle management downsizing to appease the stockholders. Gotcha. And myself and about a dozen or more long-term employees were just unceremoniously dumped. And, you know, we were given a nice severance package and whatnot. So that's when I started saying, you know, I have a little bit of money. What do I really want to do? See, and that's that's the key sentence in all of this. That I say in almost every single show with people is what do you really want? Because a lot of that loneliness and depression and and I know men- mental health goes deep. So I'm not trying to, sh- to sugarcoat the, the importance of mental health, but some of it we can control. So the, the stuff that we can control, I'm not talking about that stuff just for those people listening. So, but the things that we can control is we, we can control where we work. We can control what we do. You know, we, we, we can. I just think the problem is that we don't think we can. Right. But, <laughs> but Robert, can you, right? Because in terms of getting a job, right, especially in today's job market, you just need a job. Right. So sometimes something will be offered to you that's not your cup of tea, but you're like, you know what? I got to put food on the table. I got to support my family and uh, I have to buy beer. So, you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? It's like, honestly, that's where I mean, that's where the people that get to where they want to get and the ones that that don't. The difference is being able to pivot. Absolutely, It's it's like and, and you're able to pivot. When you're clear on what you want, you know, what is that? That's my phone. I'm going to turn it off. Oh, <laughs> it, it's potential spam. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was, I was like, did he just turn on TV? <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, because like, I, I help I help with people, you know, not quite the same way as you do, but it's similar. You know, like, I think we reach the same destination. It's just two different paths. Always. and. And just one, but that's one of the biggest things that, that I start with is just what do you want and how bad do you want to get it? So it's like, if you, if, if you want to get it, it's out there. You know, if we only look at problems, we're only going to find problems. If we look for opportunities, opportunities are going to pop up all over the place, even in this, in this climate. So I agree. Yeah. So the people who reach out to you, like what, what are their needs? Like, what are they going through? Uh, wow. That varies. I mean, some people are just going through a, a bout of loneliness. Some people are just going through sickness. Some people are going through professional challenges. You know, it, it really is just as many people as there are, that's how many challenges there are. Um, you know, and, and I want to go back to something you said about if you know what you want, you'll be able to get it. And I think that's a fabulous philosophy. I think that in many cases it's true, but... Here's the question. How do you know what you want? Do you listen to your heart? Do you listen to your head? Do you listen to the people around you who are saying, you know, you should do this. You'd be good at this. Right. Where can a person find their actual calling? How do they find it? Good. (laughs) Like I have an answer for you. (laughs) Yay. It's, It's in their subconscious mind. It's like when when I talk to people, all I do is I just ask I just ask questions. And just, just as they're answering me, I'm jotting stuff down. And a lot of times it's right there and they just don't see it. You know, well, and, and the same thing happened with me when I was managing restaurants. Like I always knew, well, I always wanted to be on TV. Like that was my thing when I was younger. But to do something like this, like I want to be a DJ, say I want to be on TV, I want to be a speaker. 
you know, something along those lines. And then I created something where I can do pretty much all of that. So, cause from this, from this podcast and speaking, I've gotten on TV and like, it, it was already there. And then I fell into that, that corporate trap thinking this is what I should be doing now. And then once I started having kids, like you need benefits, you need this, you need that. But inside I was slowly deteriorating because I wasn't doing what I truly wanted to. So I, I think most people know just somewhere down the line, they stuffed it in a box and packed it up in the attic, which is their subconscious mind. So like you ask the right, the right questions, you can help them pull it out. Absolutely. And something you said that was also brilliant, and I'm sure you've heard this in a lot of, in your, your, the course of your podcast, when people talk, they often find their own answers. Yes. So if you're talking about the subconscious, one of the reasons why we named our business Need to Be Heard is because if you let someone speak long enough, often their answers become self-evident. Spot on. Right. Like if you're talking about a relationship issue, you're like, well, I don't know what I can do. Like, what do I do if this happens? I mean, I suppose I could do this. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yep, exactly. And when people come to me with, I don't want to say problems, but just things that they want to discuss, just one question I answer. I mean, I ask right away, how how are you going to deal with it? Or if it's a problem, how are you going to fix it? What are you going to do in spite of? How are you going to find more money? You know, because it's very easy to unload the problem. Piecing the solution together is what people really need. Right. And it's also very easy to blame others for a situation that you might be in. Yes. Right. So the ability to find the internal fortitude to get out of a situation and guide yourself, of course, you know, with the, the help of loving people in your life, and, you know, often that starts with just a conversation. And yeah. it's a very simple way of looking at it, but it's true. No, it's it's very true. And most times, like I was I was speaking on a panel on Sunday, and we were talking about change. And it was myself and one other guy, and then there was a bunch of other people on the call as well. I think there were maybe twelve of us total, but both of us were talking about you have to change. You're like you have to change. You have to change. And everyone's like, change is so hard. Like it's so difficult. Like it it's really not. Like embracing the change. Is difficult, but you can change on an instant. <laughs> you know, it's like you really Absolutely. can. Yeah. So like I can decide tomorrow I want to play the saxophone, but then I have to put in time to learn the saxophone. <laughs> so, or, or just be avant-garde. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's that's the thing, is it's very easy, as you said, to find the scapegoat. It's like I'm I am here because of the pandemic. I am here because I lost my job. I am here because my husband and my wife left me. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> and we all find ourselves in those situations. I personally had a situation where I was married for a long time, and uh, I found out some long-term serial infidelities had occurred. And, you know, you put yourself in that situation, and you're like, okay, now what? You know, I have kids. I have to survive. I'm young enough to have a life ahead of this. Where do I want to go, and how am I going to get there? And, you know, often it's not something that you can garner in one one hour or one conversation. But over time, you start to say, you know what? I was thinking about that. That's not the right path. What if I try this? And, you know, communication is really the key for all of that. Yes. And the ability to, to be able to voice your ideas, voice your concerns, voice your fears. And that's 
really, to me, that's the essence of human civilization, is the ability to communicate on a heartfelt level using your intellect and your intuition. Yes. Have you ever seen the movie 50 First Dates? Yes, I love that. Yeah, so, like, just as we're talking, I was thinking about about that. And, you know, for, for those listening that haven't seen that show, it's about a young woman that has an accident, and her short-term me- memory has been altered. So her long-term memory is in place. And so her father and her brother, they recreate the day, the day, was it the day before the accident? Yeah. Yeah. So they recreate that day every single day. And so she's never faced with what happened. So then she meets Adam Sandler and he comes in. It's like, you know, well, why don't we just find a different way to show her what, what, what happened? So that way she can get on with the day. Right. And, and that, and I think that's a perfect example is that we like we want to take our truth and we just want to bury it instead of just owning it. The good, the bad and the ugly. Because like once you just express it, it's like you seriously lift a huge weight. Like I've done I've done things in my life I'm not proud of. And like people will ask me and I'll openly answer. I'm like, yes, I did X, Y, Z. Yes, I've done X, Y, Z. I, I did it. I moved on from it. I'm not that person anymore. I apologize to the people to, to, to uh, the people I've hurt. You know, that's just not me anymore. Right, but that's the foundation of who you are, right? That's how the Robert Foster personality, the Robert Foster heart was formed is through the, the, the stuff that happens when you're growing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and people don't understand the power in that. And now being a speaker, like I can get up on stage and just address things that I've done or things that, that were done to me. And, you turn it into and how I got through it. Like that's where the power is, right? The in how I got through it. Absolutely. So how did you get through it? Did you have, you know, did you have a therapist? Did you have friends? Or did you just sit down and say to yourself, okay, yo, dude, that's not working. I got to move this way. Yeah. And, and again, it's one of those things where the answer is is within you already. So I was a manager of a restaurant for a long time, sifting through people's nonsense. You know, and I would tell people, if you can't come into work, just tell me why. Don't lie. Don't tell me your mom's sick. Don't tell me your dog chewed up your couch. It's like, just tell me, you know, like, even if I get mad at you, whatever, just face the music. And so, so just one day I just told myself, like, you know what, you just have to face the music. You know, so you have to practice what you're preaching. So you're telling all these people to face the music. I just have to own the fact that I've done X, Y, Z, you know, make amends for it and then move forward. And then now I can release it. Right. And that's the key is to be able to be open and communicate about what happened allows you to let it go. Yes. Right. So, you know, when any real trauma or any real negative entity that happens in your life, the ability to talk about it and not only view your perspective, but have an external perspective of how it affects the world around you yes. is, is the key to healing as far as just, again, using communication as the powerful tool it is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you, you live by this as well, that people have to understand that forgiveness is about you, right? The forgiveness is not about the other person. Because so many times we're holding on to stuff because we want somebody else to come and say, I'm sorry, or somebody else to come and say, you know, whatever it is they're looking for. But if you just say, you know what, that person hurt me. 
I forgive them. And that doesn't mean you forget. Exactly. You know? It's like, yeah, like you'll never forget that hurt, but you can say, you know what, this happened and I forgive them. That's for you. Like my daughter, my daughter and my oldest son, you know, they grew up with pretty much without their biological mom. So she, she lives uh, down in Tennessee. So like in the last 15, 16 years, I think they've seen her eight times maybe. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter spoke with a psychologist, you know, and, you know, they're having their, their conversation. And so then after that conversation, I told her, I said, you know, you, you realize, I know you want to talk to your mom. You want to know why she left. I said, but it's been a long time and I know her obviously. So I'm like, in her mind, she did the right thing. I said, so you may want to hear something else, but you can't build your hopes up that way. I said, you just have to listen to her accept where she is and forgive her no yes you can forgive but the important part of that is you don't have to forget right like there are so many broken families these days yeah and it it has an effect on people you know it would be so great to say like well you know i dealt with it no i have two kids they're 23 and 20 and you know they are affected by what happened in my marriage yeah and they have they're both of them are terrific and have the ability to forget and for, to forgive, but neither of them will forget. And it's something that follows you around, yeah. you know, and, and as they grow up, I expect them to have repercussions from this. If they didn't, I would say that you're not in touch with your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my son, he's, he's a little more angry because he, re- he remembers the day we found out. Cause like we, she just left. so it's like i brought them to where she was working to visit her and that's how we found out she was gone wow so so he remembers that day my daughter she was too young i think she was three when that happened so she doesn't remember the day so just she just she has questions you know like she's seen her since but she's always been a been afraid to to ask i I think she kind of fears the answer you know like almost like how kids think it might be their fault do you feel like your ex tells her the truth or does she tell her what she feels like she needs to know? She's not that deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so like in her, in, in her mind, she knew the kids living with me was better for them. And so that gives her enough peace of mind. So the fact that they still have issues with it, she's like almost numb to it. Right. You know, cause like my son graduated from high school in 2017 and she had, uh, how to say, yeah, so she was coming up for his graduation. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, you know, you need to have a conversation with him. I said, because, like, they, they, they still don't get why you left. And her response was, oh, he's still cry, crying over that? Y'all need to get over it. Really? <laughs> See, so, like, in, in her mind, she did the right thing. Yeah, but that's a very narcissistic viewpoint. Yeah. Right? Like, I my. Agree. My ex, <laughs> my ex-wife had the same thing about me. Like, how dare I feel hurt? How dare I feel betrayed when there was so much hurt and betrayal, but I was a martyr. Yeah. Right? So I couldn't feel my feelings because my feelings interfered in her perception of who she was. Yeah, in her narrative, it, that, that didn't work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, but just the whole point of all that is like, you know, she, she needs to have an outlet, you know, like, like you're no independent of 
just talking to me. It's like, you know, I have a great, I have a great relationship with whether she opens up to me, but you know, so something for like what you created is something that could work for, for her to just give her that judgment free outlet to just express how she feels about it. Right. Just talk, you know, just allow yourself the opportunity to be heard and to be really engaged with someone who really wants to listen to what you have to say and isn't going to go, Oh no, you're wrong. Or, yeah. you know, you shouldn't feel that way. What kind of thing is that to say? Yeah. And that's, that's the worst one. And, and I can't be a hypocrite because, because I've been, I've been guilty of that. I mean, I'm much better about it now, especially now that I'm more into interviewing people and being on other people's shows. And it's like, you just start reflecting because I don't let things bother me. You know, like like the, the house could start burning down right right now, and I'd grab the kids, get the cat, and you know, all right, we'll we'll start planning the next house. So it's like I don't let things consume me. So sometimes I just don't understand how other people let things consume them. You know, so so now I've been I've been stu- studying uh, human behavior and uh, the, the four personality types. So it's like now I know better. Like people are wired differently. Like so, like not everyone thinks the way I think. Right. It's very true. And the, the question is not why do people allow themselves to feel a certain way? It's more, hey, you know what? Everyone's going to feel differently about something and they need to have the outlet to let it out. Yes. Yeah. Like one simple example I use is vacation. You know, you take that one word vacation and that can mean a hundred different things. If you ask a hundred different people. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. So- yeah, so like that's what people have have to understand. If you say, "All right, this is happening to me," and one person says, "Oh, that's not that big big of a deal," and then someone else could be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you know. So it's like you want you want to go in the direction of the person that truly wants to to help you and truly wants to listen to you. Right, and it's also all a question of perception, right? Like if someone stubs their toe. That can be the worst thing that happened to them all day. But you compare it to someone who is struggling to put food on their table or, you know, their wife or husband just left them or they have a sick child. You know, it really is just a matter of how what happens affects you. So you got to you got to allow yourself the chance to be in the shoes of someone else. Yes. Because, again, vacation means something to everyone differently. Right. Someone will say, oh, vacation. I'm going to go climb Kilimanjaro. Someone else goes, no, no, man, I'm going to go lie in the hammock under a palm tree. Exactly. And both are good, but it fulfills their internal desires. Yeah. Like my my ex, she loved the beach. I love the mountains. So it was just just a constant struggle. Because I was like, like I, I can't just lay on the beach. It's like I'm a very action oriented individual, mm-hmm. you know. But she likes, she like, she likes that, you know. So, you know, she's with someone now that you know they share similar, similar traits and similar activities, which which is great. I so, like you better, <laughs> you know. So, so it's like, you know, I, no, like I'm, I'm happy, like, like I'm happy that that she found that because I wasn't. The one to do it, like getting dressed up in like the ugly sweaters for Christmas. Like I've, I've just, I've just never been into that, you know. So it's like you, could, you just have to find your tribe, you know. Right. And she, she was able to find hers. So when you're looking for someone to speak to, same thing. It's like you know, you got to find someone that 
understands the different personality types and someone that's not, oh, you're just being a baby. You know, like that, that person, if you're a deep feeling person, that person's not the right one for you to, for you to pull your heart out because they're just going to end up hurting your feelings worse. Right. And you can't demean someone for feeling the way they feel. Yes. Right. You can't say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. That's an irrelevant statement. Yeah, hey, like back to my, my my daughter, she got out of sorry if you can hear this. <laughs> she got out of a uh, relationship. And um like her 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 boy her ex was constantly doing that to her because she she's a deep feeler, you know, so like she she feels things. And so like he said some something to her when they thinking he was being funny and it hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know, like it, it really got to her and, and he was like all offended that she got her feelings hurt and like that she his exact quote was you need to work on your feelings that was that was his, his exact quote but that <laughs> that's really irrelevant to the point the point is that an action occurred where her feelings were hurt yep so you can react different ways one way is to go ah you know that's wrong you shouldn't feel that way the other way which is to me the appropriate way is to say i'm so sorry i hurt your feelings yes can you tell me why I hurt your feelings, so I don't do that again. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, and then you can poke them in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they're they're both young, so so it's, you know I understand. And I, I've had a couple conversations with him with him before, just to tell him I was like, it's like you have to understand like who who the person is that you're with. Like you have to understand right. who they are. Right. It's like you know, it's not a little moldable clay sculpture that you can make them whatever you want to. Like it, it just doesn't work that way. Like she's she's a sensitive person, and you just you just have to understand that. Like she's not going to wake up one day and have ice in her veins. Like that's just not how she's built, you know. Yeah. So if something bothers her, it's going to bother her. That for someone like like me, I can go through life and just like people won't even know I have things bothering me. But but that's me, and I don't expect her to be like me. Right, you know? and with her personality type, she probably needs to be heard. She needs someone to talk to, to, to talk these things out. Yes. And, you know, whereas you may not outwardly express the fact that you're pissed off or you're hurting or, you know, you missed a bill or, you know, whatever, they can eat you up inside if you don't have the outlet to express them. Or, yeah. you know, some people do different things. Like you'll work out, you feel great about that, right? And all yeah. of a sudden your other issues feel a lot more more dealable with, for lack of a better term. That's, right? a, that's, a, that's a good word, dealable with. I like Thank that. You. Thank you. I read that. <laughs> Copyright 2021. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's all a matter of degree on how you allow yourself to face the real issues of the world, which are your reality. It's true. It's true. And on my website, the very first line, it says, this is about, about my Speak About Yourself program. It says, what stories are you hiding inside that can change someone's life? Right. You know, so when, when, when you share your stories, you're, you're actually unlocking power. Absolutely. What it is. You're, like, you're unlocking power. So I had a woman on Friday who said she got on TV sharing her, her story about her battle with uh, systemic lupus. And a woman dealing with the same thing, because I guess it can be very painful. And I guess a woman dealing with the same thing saw the episode she was on and she, like she was close to suicide. Hmm. And she said that episode saved her life, you know, and she ended up tracking Cassandra down and, 
you know, thanking her for for sharing that story. So it's like I, I keep bringing that up on, on these episodes just to let people know, like it's not even about my about, you know, my group. It's about just letting people know that what you're holding inside has the power to affect someone else. Like There's great. no doubt that sharing is powerful yes. because your life situations and your occurrences are not only yours, right? They've happened to someone else, varying degrees, different situations. Yeah. But, you know, like, for instance, if someone says to me, wow, man, you were talking about infidelity. My wife cheated on me, too. Yeah. There'll be different circumstances surrounding that. But the pain is the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. See, and that's that's the key because too many times it turns into a contest, you know, over whose life sucks the worst. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's like, um, I don't want that title, <laughs> number right. one. But, but I, I hear that I hear that a lot when you're just hearing people going back and forth, and and I'm like, you guys are glossing over so many details. And again, I got professional training as a speaker, so before that, I used to do the same thing. You know, so but but now but now that I was shown that there's actual power in your story, regardless of how simple you think the story is, there's power in it. Like a show I, I was on, I talked about an Apple Bob contest I did in second grade and I turned that into a powerful life lesson. You know, <laughs> so like it could be anything because one of the things I hear the most is, oh, nobody wants to wants to, to hear my story. And that's is- go ahead. Go ahead. There is a lot of power in your story, but you have to be able to express the story. That's why there's also power in listening, power in giving the people chances to express their story. Yeah. Right. Like what you're doing is beautiful because you're bringing people on and you're saying, all right, tell me about yourself. How did you become you? And that is the core of how people can learn and share. Yes. And, and see how, how I just brought up Cassandra's story. And then in a, in a future episode, I'll probably bring up your story. And then this woman, Michelle Cunningham, she's got an amazing story. Like I've been singing her praises and she was last month, you know? So it's like, you don't even have to really tell your own story. I mean, I know people come to you to tell their story, but I'm saying in general, you can tell other people's stories. You know, they're like, people will tell me all the time because I do uh, women's empowerment groups. And they're like, well, how can you do women's empowerment groups? You know, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. I said, yeah, but I've worked with thousands of them. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I listened and I grew up with four, four sisters and I have a great relationship with, with my mom. Like, I am qualified to help women navigate their, their problems. Absolutely. <laughs> you can empathize to members of the opposite sex or whatever gender they happen to identify as yeah. only by allowing yourself to be in their shoes. Yeah. And once you can legitimately do that, you are qualified to help them and listen and contribute to their lives in a productive way. Yeah. yeah I, I, I said, I may not, not be a woman, said, but we're both human. <laughs> and I have 40, 46 years experience being human. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so it's like, you know, they need to eat. I need to eat. <laughs> they need to sleep. I need to sleep. <laughs> like we right. have a lot in common. Right, right. So, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just like I was on, on that panel Saturday, it was mostly, mostly about, about race. And one of the girls was saying, you know, like, you know, white people have no business talking about, about what blacks go through. And I, I had said the same thing. I'm like, um, they have two eyes. We have two eyes. They have a nose. We have a nose. They have a mouth. We have a mouth. 
you know, said they have they have things that they that they can see maybe from a different lens. And right. said, so we can't completely discredit what someone else says. You know, kind of like myself working with women. Now, being a man, you know, being loaded with testosterone, you know, I might look at a situation differently from them. And it, and it doesn't mean right or wrong. I just look at it differently. Right. So it's like, it's like, so what, what about this angle? You know, and then I can add value to whatever it is that they're working through. So one, so just one thing I want to emphasize with that is don't discredit where the motivation or the inspiration comes from. Of course. Yeah, because 20 course, times because, that happens. Well, but the power of empathy is, again, to put yourself in someone's shoes, right? Even if you don't understand it fully. And, you know, I, I, I have people in my life that are transgender, right? I, I am not transgender and I don't play one on TV, but I can empathize what they're going through. I can't be them, but I can listen to them. I can hear them. I can allow them the forum to express themselves. Yes. And, you know, can I feel pain? That is the key of empathy. You can feel their pain. Is it something that I'm going through? No, but I will understand that they are going through. And the same holds true for women's issues, race relations, right? I can't be what I'm not, but I can be comfortable being what I am and not judging people for being what they are. Yes. Yeah. Cause help, help comes in many different forms. So for people who are religious, you know, they'll, they'll say the Lord works in mysterious ways. People believe in the universe. People believe in a straw. Like it doesn't matter what you believe in. The outcome is the same. Right. You know, so like if you have faith in something, then don't like whatever form it comes in, just soak it in. Right. You know, so like if you're if you're stuck in in a bubble somewhere and somebody comes with a safety pin and it might not be the person that you you expected, but but they have the safety pin <laughs> and too many times we're pushing that person away. Right. You know, like, oh, who who are you to be to be talking to me? It's like, why don't you just shut up and listen to what I have to say? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you can burst the bubble that's around you just by allowing yourself to realize it's there. Yeah, like I say all the time, if I was having a heart attack, I want the closest person that knows CPR to come to me. <laughs> I don't care if it's a female. I don't care if it's transgender. I don't. I don't care if it's a white person, Asian. I don't care. I want the right. first trained person in CPR to come save my life. Right, and I was. <laughs> I remember that they had an argument. You know, in the past administration, they outlawed transgender in the military, yes. and people were coming out and they were saying, "You know what? When I'm in combat, if I'm in 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 a, a situation, I don't care who's coming to my aid as yeah. long as someone is. <laughs> exactly. Like, help me. Oh, oh, never mind. I'll get shot. It's like, it's like, it's like see how stupid that sounds? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's get back to you. All right. So what it is about me? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what what like when did you first get the idea for need to be heard? I think it was over the summer last year when we were in the thick of the pandemic and the numbers were skyrocketing and my friends, my family, everyone was suffering. You couldn't hug your mom. You couldn't, you know, like there, there were situations where people were really hurting. And uh, I met my partner, my business partner, Tara Gray, about 10 or more years ago at a business networking event. 
Yeah. And we hit it off and I thought like, this is a really cool, empathetic person, you know, someone who I really wanted to know. And so when I got the idea for Need to Be Heard, which, you know, didn't have a name at the time, I started Googling to see like, this is such an obvious idea. Who else has this idea? And the only other individual I could find who, <laughs> excuse me, who had that idea was Tara. She had a business and uh, it was her own virtual listening service. Okay. And I'm like, oh man, I know her. And I called her up and we had a good two months of, you know, discussions and planning and, and outlining our direction. And we decided to go ahead and for need to be heard. And the, uh, the concept is very well received. We are able to give back and that's really what's important to us. In fact, we are completely free for healthcare workers, for frontline workers. That's awesome. Uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we can be there. And if anyone wants to try us out for free, we offer 15-minute phone calls or video sessions just to make sure you're comfortable with who you're talking to. You said free for healthcare and who else? Healthcare and free for everyone, but for everyone, it's 15-minute sessions. Oh, yeah. For healthcare workers, they get our full half-hour session. Nice. That's awesome. Thank a you. Half hour and then 15 minutes for everyone else. Okay, yeah, I'll make sure I send that out to my email list. Thank you. And, you know, anyone that wants to talk to us about anything, we are not restrictive in any way, shape, or form, you know, unless you really cross the lines into bizarre perversions or anything, you know, in which case we got to cut you off, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's a little bit of judgment, a little bit. <laughs> well, it, it's not judgment. I know, I'm just playing. Right, you you can feel free to talk about whatever you want, but there are some things that you know we just don't feel comfortable about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understood, understood. All right, so so you said you did it last summer, and then how did you get the word out about it? We did social media campaigns. We hired a PR person. Uh, you know, we have a really great social media person working with us now, and word of mouth. You know, like we. we Organic growth is really our strong point. When people use us and they go, wow, you know, that was great. I have to tell my friends about it. That is where we tend to shine. Nice. Yeah. And with the power of social media, like there's so many businesses that I work with that have no social presence. And they're like, no, we're old school. You know, we're all about word of mouth. I'm like, are you aware about how people communicate nowadays? Postcards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I said, said you know, if, if you think someone, like I think I have just under 5,000 friends on here, even though the same 300 in, interact with stuff. But, you know, just with one post, it has the potential to reach 5,000 people. You know, so, but you can't shake 5,000 hands in a day. Especially <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> That's right, right. Now it's just like air, air fist pumps. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me, tell me as a man, that's not so awkward. It's yep. incredibly awkward. I was brought up learning how to shake hands. Yes, right? look how in the eyes. Look someone in the eye and give yes. a nice firm shake and a smile. Right? <laughs> exactly. It's all awkward now. Like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> right. And, and you have to do it from six feet away. So <laughs> Yes, that too. <laughs> Although... Yeah. I will say I get my second shot tomorrow, which is really okay. exciting. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't had, had any yet. But uh, I don't really have much contact with people, so I'm in no rush. I don't even think my uh, my, my group is uh, eligible for it yet anyway. Right. 
So. You youngster. Yes, <laughs> it's nice to, to hear that at 46. It's nice. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's go go over again, like who this is for. Because I know it's easy to say everybody, but like we want, you know, people dealing with loneliness. You said sickness, people having professional is- issues, like what what types of stuff? Because sometimes people don't even know what category they're in. So if you can just name out a couple more. Sure. Relationship issues. If someone is having a problem with your significant other or insignificant other, as it may be, uh, you know, people who are having professional issues at work and they just need to talk to someone who's not HR, who won't judge them for, you know, the, the person I sit next to smells like a rotten onion and I can't tell them about it. Right. <laughs> um, loneliness is really where we have our, our strongest presence we, you know, people who are, first of all, we will talk to anyone over the age of 18. Okay. Um, so 18 until, you know, 300. Uh, the other part of that is we see the more active participants in need to be heard being between the ages of 45 and 65, because that's, that's the space where people have moved on in certain phases of their life. And, you know, they need to connect. And that's really what we want to give is we want to give a human connection. So we offer both phone call and video calls, you know, depending on how you feel more comfortable. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to see my funny looking face to really understand that I am listening to you rather than just talk into a phone and go, is this dude listening to me? Yes, Yes. Yes. I am listening. I talk on Zoom probably 95% of the, of, of the time now because that used to always be my thing with phone calls. It's like, you know, the phone like the phone could just be over here and right. I'm on the computer. <laughs> you have no idea. So at least I, I like Zoom now. You know, it, you just connect better. So, right. like, I've been, I've been talking with people all over the world now, and it's just nice to have that, that face-to-face connection, even though I may be here and you're in New York. You know, it's just, but it's nice to have that face-to-face com- um, connection. Absolutely. And I also should mention that uh, I myself am of the male gender and my partner Tara is a female gendered person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whomever you feel more comfortable talking to, we will not let you down. Nice. So so beyond the free call, like what type of packages do you have? Like just like the structure wise. At this moment, we only offer one type of session, which is our half hour session. And we offer 15-minute introductory sessions. Okay. And, you know, at this moment, we are talking about putting <laughs> multiple session discounts together. But, you know, we think that'll happen over the summer. Okay. And is it one, one-to-one? Do you do small groups? No, one-to-one only. Okay. All right. Good to know. We want that interpersonal one-on-one connection. Uh, you know, because often if you're doing groups, although I am a believer in group therapy, yeah. What we do is more an individualized session where we want you to feel completely comfortable talking about whatever's on your mind rather than think, oh, you know, there are four other people in the group. I think that person may be judging me, right? Gotcha. That will never happen. Okay. Good stuff. All right. So uh, the floor is yours. Give me a fi- final word. So there's someone out there who's listening. They're feeling alone. What's your message to them? So listen, if you need to talk to someone, need to be heard is your most valuable resource. Although we charge for our sessions, 
we want to be someone who is a unique person in your life. We want to give you that outlet. It will be confidential. It will be empathetic. It will be intelligent. It will be only if you want light life coaching. We are there for you. And we are dead serious about what we do. And, you know, even though I'm funny and funny looking and all that, I am an empath by nature. And so is my partner, Tara. And anyone who is associated with need to be heard will fit that mold. So please, if you're on the fence, reach out, call us. It's free to try. And we would love to hear from you. Perfect. That was like infomercial status. That was good. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was awesome. Thank you very much for joining us and sharing, sharing your, your journey and what you're working on. Thank you, Robert. And we would love to have you participate with need to be heard. So if you, yeah, you baby, if you are (laughs) interested in writing a guest blog, we would be happy to promote that to everyone. Guess you know, provided it, it's within the realm of what we do. Like, oh, if, you, if you write a guest blog on Cheerios, you know, that might not be the best <laughs> thing. Although you can hear Cheerios or Rice Krispies, Snap, Crackle, Pop, right? You got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn Snap, Crackle, Pop into a motivational speech. Don't test There me. you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's funny is, like, in my speaker boot camp, they would, like, they would do things like, like that to us. So, you get up in the line when it's your, your turn. You get on the stage. You get the microphone, and they just give you a word, right. and you and you have to build that word into your your core story. So it's like, all right, ready, rainbows. Like, uh, okay, and you got to fit rainbows into your story. So right. don't I think I can't write a blog about Cheerios. <laughs> I did a very similar thing. I used to be a voiceover artist as well. Okay, and they would do the same thing, so you could practice speaking without saying "uh." uh exactly. Right? So they would say like "rainbows." Give me a thirty-second infomercial on rainbows, mm-hmm. and you would you would have to do that, and it would be terrible. But you know, you would have to monitor your speech patterns. Yeah, like it def- it definitely helps you hone in that speech much much better when you take out the ums the ums and that was that was how I thought about doing my my speaker program because when everything went virtual last year you know you you get on the Zoom call and it's like all right so and so introduce yourself introduce yourself and so many people just can't right. <laughs> they really can't and right. so I would re- reach out to people like you know I can help you with with your intro I can help you with your bio and people. You know, we were connecting, getting on Zoom calls. I'm like, this, this is a real need for this, you know. And then speak about yourself out loud was born. It, it, but it's not boring because whenever no, you speak no, about no, yourself, no, but it was born. It was ah. born. <laughs> yeah, not boring. It was born. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I'm trying to salt my program. <laughs> so, Robert, I really, really enjoyed speaking with you today. And if you ever want me on as a guest again, I would be happy to do it. Absolutely. So, you know, let's stay in touch, dude. Yeah, we'll do. Um, don't don't sign out. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining. <laughs> All right. That was Mark Stern, creator of Need to Be Heard, which is a positive outlet for people to be heard without judgment. So if you're just now tuning in, I see a couple people just tuned in here. You want to go back and listen to the episode, especially if you find yourself feeling alone, feeling unfulfilled, if you're stressed. You're dealing with work issues, relationship issues, issues with your parent or your sibling. Like no matter what it is, give the service a try. It's free. You have have absolutely nothing to lose, but possibly an amazing outlet to gain. 
All right. So that's all I have for you guys for today. Episode 61 in the books. I'll be back tomorrow. Now, tomorrow we're going to be at 2 p.m. Because my guest is from the West Coast. And he's got commitments in the morning. So we're going to shift it to 2 p.m. tomorrow. But still, try to tune in. If you can't at that time, just catch the replay. It's always there for you. I finally remembered to take the banner down. All right. And now we're signing off. Thank you for joining. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.